Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. I'm Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento. Today I thought I would talk a little bit and explain a little bit about what we call spiritual science. I looked up the word science just to make sure that I at least sounded like I knew what I was talking about. And the definition is the intellectual and practical activity encompassing the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. Another definition is a systematically organized body of knowledge on a particular subject. And then the archaic meaning knowledge of any kind. In the middle of the 19th century, there was a convergence of two kinds of thinking. One was the very strict scientific thinking, which is what we now think of as science in this day and age, the very methodical, very material-oriented, if I can see it and measure it, then it must be something kind of thought. And what we now call new thought or metaphysical thinking that says that there is more to us than the physical and we can't see it, but it's still true. I find it fascinating that these two disciplines came up at about the same time and we're going in what we have finally realized the same direction, but nobody knew that for a long time because science with a capital S was really focused on the material world and metaphysical science was focused on the non-material world. But I didn't bring you here today, so to speak, for a history lesson. So if we can agree that in in this conversation, science means the methodical study of something, we can move on. One of the most prominent early teachers of New Thought was Emma Curtis Hopkins, and she wrote extensively. She is not easy to read because she was apparently intentionally a little uh, obtuse, and also she was writing to men at the end of the 19th century, and she was trying to be scientific. That's just a warning if you decide you want to go read her after this podcast. She has amazing things to say, but it's a little bit of work. What Curtis did was break down the idea of science into three different categories. There was material science, mental science, and mystical science. And she said that all of the sacred books actually talked about all three sciences. Material science declares that laws are sure... And this is basic physics. You drop something, it falls, even breaks. You can rely upon the earth turning to a new morning and that rain will give way to sunshine. And material science is what we count on for our safety and our security. And this is also where we name things good or bad. So in the material world, in material science, we're looking at all of the physical stuff and what happens when you do things to it and what the causes and effects are. And yes, we just simply look at it as good or bad. Mental science says that we are made up of our thoughts. This is where we can get so tied up into thoughts and emotions that they run us and that that's all we see is what's in our head and of course the material world and we don't see anything beyond that. However, if we are in the right consciousness, this is where we name things as only good. So we're working from our thought processes, and I see something, and I name it good, and I have moved on a little bit beyond good and bad. 
And of course, the third aspect is mystical science. Now, mystical science is the one that transcends the other two. It transcends the physical. We're not looking at the physical anymore when we're in the mystical. We're not thinking about our thoughts. That's probably a whole podcast in itself, isn't it? Thinking about your thoughts, but we, I digress. When we start getting into the mystical area, we are, well, we're free for one thing, because we aren't attached to the physical. We're not attached to what our thoughts are doing. At the same time, we can't live out there all the time. We can't live in la-la land and function in this world. So these three sciences come together to make a whole way of being in the world. Obviously, we need the material science because what? We live in a material or physical world. Now, I took this topic into my group one week and we talked about this for quite a while. And one person had an aha moment because they said, you know, when you said material science, I was thinking about things. I was thinking about chairs and tables and all of the things that we put around ourselves. And they hadn't really thought about the fact that our bodies are material, physical things, and that we deal very much on with a material world every single day. It was kind of an aha moment for them because it took them out of out of just thinking about the things outside themselves is that they started thinking of themselves as, oh, I'm a material being as well, which was really a cool insight for them. Because then when they started to go to the next level and think about the mental science, which means our thinking about the way we, we think about the world and what comes through our thoughts, they were able to say, okay, so now I move from only be being preoccupied with the material world and my material body. Now I am going into the realm of thought and ideas. And I can see that by doing that, I do raise my vibration from just merely being in my physical material body up into the realm of thought and ideas. And they realize that that is very, a very different vibration. And it was really cool to watch them w just understand that, yeah, there are different vibrations and that the material world isn't bad. There's nothing wrong with it, but that there is so much more than just that material plane. The thought plane takes us to an entirely different level. It raises our vibration. It takes us away from everything being so incredibly concrete and immovable and permanent. Moving into the mental or thought realm starts to show us that things are not permanent, that we can change, that we have some, I don't want to say control, we have some, and I, I, don't, I don't know, this is hard because all of these words are so loaded. But it does show us that we have some power in our lives, some control over our lives, some ability to change things, and that we're not just stuck where we are in any one moment. We can move, we can shift. If we live solely in the material plane, then whatever is here is here, and we don't have anything to say about it, and we can't change it, and we can't rise above it, and we can't make a difference. When we rise our vibration and our awareness up into the thought level, then we start to see that is more malleable. There's more flexibility that the way we think about things are really the way that we can nudge our lives to go, so to speak. 
Because remember, in the material plane, we're naming things good or bad. In the mental plane, we are calling things good. We're only naming them good. So we're looking at, oh, this is good. Now we might not like it, and, but we now can change it because we can think in terms of, of, of it, something being different. If I'm just stuck looking at the material world, I can't see it as being any different. If I'm up into the realm of thought, I can see that things could be different and I can change my thinking and start to affect what is happening in my life. Now, you're still not changing the actual material world, but you're changing your relationship to it. And it is here that Curtis says that if you're in the right consciousness, you name things as only good. Now, obviously, you can still be in the thought realm and name things good and bad. And we certainly don't want to just walk around calling everything good just, just to look like we're being as positive as possible, because as I've said in other podcasts, that's not productive either. When we learn to rise above the physical into the thought realm and start to look at things from, well, maybe more, we'll call it maybe more of a distance and be not so emotionally and physically involved with it, we're able to take that step back and look at things slightly differently and perhaps see the good in them and proclaim them to be good or useful or helpful It's like something happens and you just say, well, thank you for that and start to work with it to the highest and best of your ability. So that's mental science. It's how we, how we look at the world and what we can do about it. And that takes us, of course, to mystical science. Now, mysticism Huh, man, that word has been used so much in so many different aspects that I don't know if it means anything to anybody anymore. I mean, you can go to a carnival and there's the mystic with the scarf and the makeup and the big rings and the reading your palm thing. And then there's the mystical whatever else there is. I mean, I can't even think of all of the things that the word mystical is applied to. Some of it is religious. Some of it is spiritual. Some of it is just, hey, let's call it mystical because we can. So I always have to dance around that word a little bit. But mystical, uh, mystical science, according to Hopkins, is where we stop naming and our attention is on the one, the everlasting. There's no attachment there is no judgment. We just simply are. Now, there's probably some people who are listening who have had what you would call a mystical experience where somehow or another you step outside of time and the material world and you just are there. And there's a sense of oneness and there's no need to be sorting things out into good and bad and well, maybe there might be good, bad and other, right? Because I don't know yet if it's good or bad. So for our purposes, we're going to say that mystical science is when you attain that place where you have transcended the physical, you have transcended the thought realm, and you were out there, you are in oneness, you don't see any, any differences, you don't see good and bad, you don't even see good, you just simply see things as they are. You don't feel the need to change it because you're not making any judgments, you're just there. I am hoping that by now you can see why we need all three of these aspects and have them integrated into our lives because we need the material world. I mean, we're material beings. We live in a physical world. We have things and stuff and the planet Earth, which is our home. 
If we are not present to that, our lives don't work very well. You know, there's lots of stories about the Christian mystics, especially the women who spent so much time in trance or enthralled by spirit that they didn't have much of a relationship with the material world and their health was severely affected. And many of them spent lots and lots and lots of time just being sick and not functioning very well. So we have to have that relationship with the material world. We have to take care of our bodies. We have to take care of life on earth, so to speak. We need our connection with the thought realm as well, because it is our thoughts that pretty much, well, I can't can't even say pretty much, it is our thoughts that direct our lives. So if I think about something in a certain way, like, oh, I have to go, uh, let's see, what do I not like to do? I don't like to take my car into the shop. And uh, so if I have to go in and say, uh, get get the oil changed or something, and I don't wanna do that because I just don't think it's fun sitting in the waiting room there, I can work myself up into, oh my God, I've got to go get this done and it's going to be horrible and those chairs are awful and it smells bad in there. I can get myself so worked up that I may even make myself sort of physically ill and maybe not go get my oil changed too and that's not good for me or the car. Or I can say, all right, this is not the most fun thing I can do, so how can I do this? Well, let's see. One of the things I could do is find a place that is close to a restaurant so I could go sit in the restaurant or do it at a time when I know that they're not going to be busy so I can just get in and out. There's a lot of different ways I can think about that and arrange it so that it is not quite such a chore for me. That's a pretty simple example, but it's how I would think about it that makes the difference. And so I can call having to go have maintenance on my car done as good or bad, depending on my approach to it. And that affects what? My physical life, right? It affects my material life as well. Because if I'm getting myself upset, then I'm affecting my physical body. And it might be affecting other people around me if I'm walking around complaining and carrying on. So you can see how the material realm and the thought realm work together to make our lives well, the way they are. And then there's the mystical aspect of that because I can, if I really choose to, and think about it and let myself get into that space and maybe sit down and meditate a little bit and simply decide, hey, you know what? All this is is going and sitting for a few moments and just getting the job done and not naming it good or bad, just naming it as something, well, not naming it at all, just saying, this is something I have to do. Several years ago, well, many years ago, when I was single, I was struggling with unloading the dishwasher. For some reason, I do not like unloading dishwashers. And of course, I had to do it because I lived alone. And so one day I thought, I'm going to time myself because I don't like doing it, so it seems like it takes forever. And I did time myself, and it took me less than five minutes to empty the dishwasher. And once I had that idea in my head, well, it's only five minutes, I was able to back up and not name it and just do it. Now, it might sound silly, but in a way, that was a mystical experience because I removed myself from all of the judgments at all and just said, okay, I, this is something that's going to happen. And I just got into the flow and I would go in and say, it's going to take me five minutes and I would put the dishes away. 
Now that I'm married and I have someone else to put the dishes away, I don't like it anymore. And so when I do have to put the dishes away, I have to go back to my it's only five minutes and actually take that step back into the mystical area where I rise above both that material and thinking place to this just is I'm just going to do with it and I'm going to be one with these dishes and I'm going to put them back in their happy place. Now this all may sound silly to you, but think about it. Think about something that you don't like to do, something that gets in your way and what can you do to mitigate it? What can you do to rise, but even what you think about it into that place where you are not naming it good or bad, it just is, you just do it and you move on. It's kind of a cool exercise and it can help you to get things done that might not get done otherwise. I know that most people think of the mystical as extremely woo-woo and out there and you have to meditate and you can't get into a mystical space unless you've done that meditation and done all these other things, but there are times when you can just step right into it. And if you can come to see that material science mental science and mystical science are all part of the whole. These three aspects help us to live in this world. They help us to be the best people we can be because yes, we're physical. Yes, we have thoughts and yes, we can transcend those thoughts. And it does not mean that we are rejecting our thoughts. When I am transcending a thought, I'm not rejecting the thought. I'm not trying to get rid of the thought. I'm simply rising above the idea of good or bad or, or even just good. I'm rising above naming it at all and simply seeing it as it is in the moment and also knowing that it can and will change in the moment because when we are talking about spirit, when we were talking about our own spirits, we are talking about that which is unchanging within us. You know, we talk about reality with a big R and reality with a small R. Reality with the small R is what we see on the material plane. It is what what seems to be, well, actually not seems to be, what is what changes on a regular basis. Every time I turn around, something is changing. And thank God for that, because if things didn't change, we'd really all go nuts. Reality with a capital R, or sometimes we call it truth with a capital T, is that underlying, constant, unchanging presence that permeates our entire existence. And we need to know that's there. We need that as a foundation when we get caught up in the material or the mental realms. But I hope you can see that what Curtis was trying to do here was tell us that we do need all three and that when we have material mental and mystical science working in our lives, we have balance. We don't want too much of the mystical because we're space cadets. We don't want too much of the thought because we overthink and we get so tied up in what we're thinking and what we think other people are thinking that we just sort of outthink ourselves and we run in circles and we can't do anything. And if we're too tied up in the material world, then we can't see anything outside ourselves. We can't see anything outside the things and the stuff and the obstacles that may appear in the material world. We need balance. Now, balance is never perfect. We are never going to 
be exactly balanced in one place for very long. Now we might hit that balance for a couple of moments, but honestly, balance is temporary and we, we run along a spectrum. The idea really is to stay in the middle of the spectrums, to stay away from the extreme ends, not so far in the material that you can't find your way out of a paper bag, and not so far in the mystical that you can't find the paper bag. We need the physical world. We need our mental world, but we don't need to let the mental world, our thoughts and emotions, run us either. And we need the mystical but we also need to stay connected with the other two aspects. So, material science, mental science, mystical science. This can sound pretty overwhelming and it can sound pretty complicated, but it's really not. If you just think in terms of, am I living really just from a material aspect? Am I overthinking things? Am I letting my emotions and my feelings run my life? Or am I so woo-wooed out there and such a space cadet that I can't do anything? I can't even be on time for anything. If those are any of the things that are happening to you, then it might be time to take a step back and look at the other two aspects that are not so integrated into your life and think about how you can use them more successfully. There's a lot of books on this, obviously, but really rely on yourself. Rely on your own intuition. If you can get quiet and listen to yourself and listen to what messages you are giving yourself, you actually can get a lot of information about what you need to do and how you need to do it to make your life work better. And of course, all of us can improve our lives in some aspect or another. So I'm not talking about your life might be in a shambles. It might, but it also might be doing pretty well. But there's always room for us to do something a little bit, well, better, a little bit higher vibrationally. But whatever you do, please be kind to yourself. Be kind to the the you that is not quite getting it right. And be kind to the, the you that is getting it totally right and uh, wanting to strut a little bit. Because I can tell you the minute you start to strut, the material world just, just comes right in and says, oh yeah, you really think so? Let's work on that a little bit. I wish you a wonderful week and I wish you success in everything that you do. May the joys of the world go with you. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.